When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. have a opportunity to put somebody away you've got to you got to take advantage of those and we've got to make sure that we're still being aggressive and trying to generate explosive plays because really when you look at it the scoring drives were you know a byproduct of getting explosive plays and in the drives where we didn't move the ball there was there was obviously no explosive plays that's Matt LaFleur after the Packers get a ugly but still satisfying at least to me Win over the Green Bay or the Chicago Bears. Green Bay Packers now eleven and three, destined for the playoffs. And joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, this guy's also destined for the playoffs. Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold football reporter here on the Wendy's Big Show, brought to you by Potawatomi Hotel and Casino, Casino Gaming, Dining, Hotel, Spa, Shows. It's all happening at PaysBig.com. Hello, Mike. So the Packers are eleven and three. They rank twenty seventh in the NFL in scoring in the fourth quarter. That's just unbelievable. That That is one of those weird stats that you hear and you just kind of laugh like, that can't be right. There's no way. Well, but, but it, it of course, you think about the, the blueprint for these wins are they go up by like 14. Uh, the other team starts coming back in the game. The other team, if the Packers put up 250 yards of offense, the other team puts up 350 or 400 yards. The other team has 35 minutes of time of possession. But the defense, you know, holds at the end, and then the Packers get another win. I mean, that's been, a, you know, the blueprint to luck. And it helps when the Packers' defense comes up with at least mm-hmm. one or two turnovers. Um, they're trying to find uh, another weapon on offense, so they script and they plan. And the first play from scrimmage when they get the ball against the Bears is to go deep to MVS. He drops the ball. He, he just shrugged his shoulders and said, I, I just made a mistake. It wasn't the sun. It wasn't anything else. I just made a mistake. So Matt LaFleur was asked directly about, you know, Marquez Valdez scaling. I mean, this guy's dropped off. I think he's got two catches for 11 yards the last several games. And what about Jake Kumaro? And here's what LaFleur said. He's still a young player. I know that we as a staff still have a lot of confidence in him. He is a guy that can really run. He's been working extremely hard at practice. I just can't wait for it. It's going to pay off for him. I know it is. But in fairness to those other guys, yeah, we, we've got to do a better job of making sure that like a guy like Jake Kumaro gets out, out there on the field more often because he has been making plays. He's been making plays, Mike, and he's earned it. Now, I thought I think it's, it's fascinating, though, when – he he does still say we got a lot of confidence in in him as a staff, knowing that he's probably still going to be around next year. You're, you're probably going to have to see if this guy can make it in camp onto the team. Whereas MVS uh, next year would be in his third season, and you got to wonder what Brian Gutekinds is thinking at this point. Like, are those three receivers that we drafted in that one draft was two years ago? Uh, is only one of them going to come back? Right. St. Brown, who's you know on IR this year. You know, will he get a chance? And you know, what is it about MVS right now, Coach Lafleur, 
that convinces you that you're still going to hold out a spot for him. I know you guys don't always get to see it, but he has been been busting his butt at practice. That's why I, I, I'm confident that he's going to work himself out of it. Hmm. Oh, Roy, you did not like that answer. No, because – Mike, Leroy Mike, just rolled his eyes that like it could actually cut through glass if you felt the the glare that came with those that eye roll. Because I know he, <laughs> if we asked him, Mike, about Owen Burke, he would say the same thing, you know. Yeah, well, that and you know, but how come that what they do on Thursday in pads they can't do on Sundays in the game? That's you know? there's a disconnect. There's right. a you know, and they they. they it's it's uh it's December. They kick us out before we can see anything that looks like team. You know, Holmgren's time, Mike Sherman's time. We used to I used to stand through the entire Friday run through, right? You know, and you just you know, but it's before social media. They you know they they they're just scared to death, and they want to hold you accountable if you leak something about a play or something that's going on. Uh, so you know he's just trying to say I know you guys don't see this stuff, but he's making crazy good catches in practice. We just can't get it translate to Sunday yet. Now, what about the offensive line, Mike? Because I, I thought they had the best game out of any different other position group on the field. They were the most dominating position group on the field this past week against Chicago. Yeah, you know, and this whole team, Billy, as as the weeks were going by, and they got those wins on the road in Dallas and Chiefs, yeah, confidence was pretty high. Yeah, the swagger was pretty good. And then, of course, they fell asleep against the Chargers. But they, yep. still, they still felt pretty good about themselves. They changed after the 49ers game because they got beat up. And they saw we've got a long ways to go. And I think that they really they take a second and third look at things to say, all right, we're, we're not as close as we thought. There's things we've got to fix. So even when you talk to the center, Corey Lindsley, he says, yeah, you know, we were winning that Bears game until the fourth quarter. Yeah, for about three quarters, and then, you know, we would have rather finished the game on a better note. You know, we, we have had a few four-minute drives this year where we've done really well, and then, you know, so that wasn't up to our standard. So, you know, we saw the film. We got we got the stuff that we need to correct and need to fix. And, I mean, we still got a lot of ball left to play. There's a lot at stake in these last two games. So, you know, there's stuff that we can easily fix and we can easily correct. That's kind of promising, you know, obviously. And being willing to... You know, look at ourselves and say, "Hey, we need to improve in these areas," and not just acting like, "Oh, we're 11 and three, and you know, we're good. We we can just glide into these playoffs and whatever." But we know we can get better. We know the areas that we can get better in, and so now it's all about doing it. You know, so offensive line came in that 49ers game where they got beat. I mean, beat by six foot seven dudes that were three twelve. You know, that were busting through them, and they they kept on spending the next week or two trying to tell themselves. Um, you know, you know, it's technique. It's technique. You know, it's it's not just all talent. You know, we can get by on our technique. That's what you have to tell yourself. And they came out and they beat Carolina and the you know the Giants game and then they feel real good about what they did against the Bears because that the Bears is that's still a legit defensive front that they got through and I think that's how built their confidence. But I think they got a better sense of you know the work it's going to take if they're really going to pull off a win in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got Pro Bowl announcements coming down tonight, right? Yeah, we were trying to make sure that we, that we had it lined up. Uh, Pro Bowl balloting ended yesterday, correct? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. And the last I saw is that I mean the leading Packers were David Bakhtiari, which they, that would be the first time he got into the Pro Bowl. He's been an All Pro. I know. I don't get that. I don't get. Well, no, neither, neither did anybody else. 
But, you know, according <laughs> to the Packers, he's been leading the balloting. He's got like a 180,000 votes. And, and on defense, it's Preston Smith because he's leading the team in sacks. He's like one of the top five in sacks. You know who's the number one outside linebacker uh, leading in the balloting for Pro Bowl? Don't say Clay Matthews. T.J. Watt. Okay, well, yeah, okay, that one makes sense. Now, but Mike, and, and not to get off topic, how on earth is the guy leading in Pro Bowl balloting, but the that. Journal Sentinel does a top 100 high school athletes in the state of Wisconsin, and dude wasn't on the top 100? Uh, yeah, I don't get that either. <laughs> I don't subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Clements, our Green and Gold Insider, talking with us here on the Wendy's Big Show, 105.7 FM, The Fan. Now, Mike, when, when you look at the collection of of guys they have in this locker room, right? They, they do have a lot of youth. They have a lot of young players that are playing really, really meaningful full snaps for them, but Jair Alexanders and, and Kevin Kings, and these guys haven't necessarily been around the league and seen the struggle that some of these other longtime veterans ha- have seen, and, and sometimes it doesn't come as easy, and these chances to possibly have a first-round buy, these don't happen all over the place. Are, are there different veterans that are kind of passing that message on to the younger guys in the locker room? Apparently, and according to Aaron Rodgers, he's really appreciated the friendship and the veteran and the drive of Jimmy Graham, even though he hasn't produced you know, $9 million worth of tight end. But you know, he's talking about the big dog, Mercedes Lewis, the guy that he yelled out, big dog, right at the line and scored that touchdown um, against the Redskins. Just outstanding. Mercedes Lewis, before he came to Green Bay, I watched some interviews with this guy, and before I had any hint that the Packers were going to get him, I just thought, oh, man, that'd be, that'd be a perfect fit for Green Bay, a guy like that. Just because, you know, he's, he's a Jacksonville guy. You know, he's finishing yep. out his time in Green Bay. He hasn't talked a lot to the media. But he came out yesterday because, you know, he's been getting a couple catches involved in the last couple of weeks. Rodgers has said a nice thing about him. And I think this was pretty strong about what he's saying in the locker room right now because this is a guy, him and Jimmy, they both want to get rings. Here's what Mercedes Lewis is saying. It's not necessarily the, the end result or the wins and the losses. It's, you know, how how much better can you be every day, right, and focusing on how much you can grow, right? Those individual victories, that's what means the most. If we win but you don't play good, then you got regret, right? It's about being your, your personal best and we'll live with the results. Man, we got so much room for growth. I mean, we left so much out there Sunday. You know, every day we go out to practice, you know, we're out there on a mission trying to be the best that we can be, and every time we have the ball on offense, we want to walk away with points. And whenever we don't do that, there's still room for growth. And That's- guys like that is why Rodgers feels so positive about this yep. group. They're making mistakes, yep. but it's dudes like that. He said, that's different than what we've had in this locker room the last couple of years. Right. That type of leadership is just it's, it's awesome to be able to see guys that have been around the league and, and are as respected as as Mercedes Lewis has been, I mean, when he was first brought into the league, he was a huge pass catcher, and, and now he, he's almost strictly a blocker. But they're they're giving him the football out there, and, and it's hard to take the dude down. That's for sure. Mike Clemens joining us here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline with the Packer Report as they get ready to take on the Minnesota Vikings. You said Preston Smith leading the Zedarius. balloting in Pro Bowl, but Zadarius Smith can't yeah. be far behind, Mike. Yeah. No, and and he came into this team, and they voted him defensive team captain. Yep. And there's a lot of stuff that he picked up from Terrell Suggs, who I think is a great get for the Chiefs. Big time. Great get, you know, just at the right time. And uh, because I'm telling you, Terrell Suggs is one of the most underrated, talked-about players in the NFL. He was so overshadowed by Ray Lewis. When you're around him, he owns the room, 
owns the room, and you know, and besides being a damn good football player as well. So um, problems. You, you, you had a bad punt return, bad kickoff return game. You went through three or four guys. Now you got Tyler Irvin. Problem solved. 43-yard kickoff return, 12-yard averaging. You know, with these punt returns, uh, you got a bad run defense. All right, we can't go out and get more linebackers, but how about let's change a little bit. Let's move Zadarius over center. We'll move Preston outside their left tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lowry might be in or out of the package. We might bring in Rashawn Gary to take in Preston's spot. Rashawn Gary ends up getting a, a nice sack the other day against the Bears. So show them something different. So I said to Zadarius Smith after the game Sunday night on that, that play where Dean Lowry got the interception because Zadarius put the pressure on Mitch Trubisky. How long have you been doing that package? Here he is. Zadarius roaming around in the middle, and then it paid off today when you get the pressure on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. It led to the pick by uh, Dean. Is that something you guys have been working in the last couple of games? Most definitely, man. I think uh, that started uh, San Fran's. Was it San Fran's? The San Fran's game. That's when we first uh, put it in. And I think on the first play, the center snapped the ball, and he fumbled it because I was over the center. So ever since then, I think uh, the role has been good for, for me and also the team because it also helps in the run game. Uh, situations in the center, we get a crunch block. I mean, I take a double team, so they don't know who to double team because I'm off the ball. So a situation like that, I'm sitting here telling everything. But to be in those situations, man, I think it's big. It's been helping this team a whole lot. And um, Shout out to Coach, man, Coach Penn for putting me in that situation. I love the open, honest answer by that dude. That dude just seems like he would be a ton of fun to hang out with for like a good two hours, and you would get a lot of good stories. Well, I, I mean, instant, you know, you, I, I get done with the interview, and then he says, so well, who are you? Where are you from? You know? That's right? amazing. Yeah, it talks to me uh, and like that. And, and that, that's, you know, your respect just shoots through the roof like that. The guy just played out there in 16-degree temperatures for three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still got like a blanket around him. He's shivering. So who are you, my man? You know, it, it just, you know. And you just have that conversation. You kind of build that trust that, look, I'm just here to tell your story and that kind right. of thing. And But they're solving problems. they still got a lot more problems to solve. But I love when you can come up with something different in December because it's too late to add anybody to your roster. But those things you can fix, and that's going to pose challenges when you're playing the Saints, the Seahawks, or the yep. 49ers in the postseason. Well, and hopefully the Minnesota Vikings so you can lock up this division on Monday night. Yeah, hey, wait, I talked to uh, Mike Zimmer. Now, he... Uh, Zimmer, you know, he said yesterday now that Delvin Cook, oh, yeah, he's feeling fine. You know, Adam Schefter, <laughs> Adam Schefter from ESPN said last night on the, on the broadcast, he goes, I don't see how he plays from what he's hearing. With this shoulder injury, he suffered in the third quarter uh, against the Chargers. The, uh, the Vikings, that was the most lopsided win. I think it was like 39-10 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got seven takeaways. Their defense just made Philip Rivers and company look stupid. They got they blocked punts. They were all over the field and and flying all over the field out in L.A. But so Mike Zimmer was asked. They've won four of their last five. Uh, they lost to the Seahawks up in Seattle. How do you feel about your team headed into this Monday Night Football game at home against the Green Bay Packers? Um, I like this team. I like how they're playing. Uh... You know, we we seem to find a different way to win. You know, last ten minutes of the fourth quarter, we, you know, or if we lose one, it's gonna it's a close one, and it, you know, it's right at, at the buzzer. I think we're eight and two in the last ten or something like that. 
you know, I think the quarterback is playing really well. I think we're doing a good job scheming offensively. You know, defensively, we've played a little bit better the last couple of weeks. If we can ever get it to the point where I really feel good about it, um, you know, we could do some damage. Do you even know your playoff scenarios? Uh, I know if we win, we're in. That's all I know. There's still two weeks left. we got to win. That's all I know. He's he's a really, really good head coach, Mike, and, and I – there's just this small bit of thought in my mind that if it does not go well, though, for the Minnesota Vikings, that he could be the shot guy, right? Like the one that you wake up on Black Monday and, wait, they got rid of Zimmer? Are you kidding me? Like, that's the one fear that I have. If it does not go well for the Vikings in the playoffs, that he could be that guy. So, Mike Zimmer, longtime defensive guy. What if the Vikings went offense and hired Mike McCarthy? Oh, my gosh. That would just be great oh, for business, Mike. Wee. Mike, that would just be great for business. That is why he is the best in the business, because he comes up with ideas like that. Mike, appreciate it. We'll talk Thursday. Thank you very much, guys. That's Mike Clemens joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. I can't Hotline. see that happening. Mike is brought to you by Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino. Gaming, dining, shows, hotel, and spa. It's all happening at Pottawatomie. Plan your next visit to the Midwest's premier entertainment destination. It's all happening at Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino. Visit Pays Big. Dot com. Leap, you couldn't you couldn't see that happening? No, I don't think that kind of smoke is going to fly. Do you think Mike would like it, though? Because apparently another job in the NFC is not going to be open. Yeah, I don't think he got that kind of vendetta type stuff. Because I, I, I was past pulling for him to take the, take the Lions job. But apparently yeah. they're going to keep Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn for at least one more year. Well, he could. I mean, he's human if he thought about him. And they, I don't think they fired me unjust. I wanted to pay him back. I mean, Brett Favre did it when he said he wanted to go back to Minnesota. No doubt about it. Come back and beat Ted Thompson. That's what he wanted to do. So I I don't know. Oh, that would be so much fun. I hope he has that kind of hate in his heart. I hope he's got that kind of hate (laughs) in his heart. That's Leroy Butler, Leap 36. He's brought to you by Milwaukee's preferred personal injury law firm, Carlson, Blau, and Clemens. Get the injury settlement you deserve at 414-342-1000. We'll get you ready for Hot Stove Weekly with Tim Allen next on The Fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.